This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is a crowd podcast. I want to say I was at Trivia. I was back in Maryland, and we would go to Trivia on Wednesdays. And my friend who told me about Reddit, the one I think that told me about Reddit, he mentioned it. This is Arisha. And I had not heard the term fappening before. So it's just, what are you talking about? Um, And so I did my own research and found out exactly what it meant. Arisha's taking me back to this one particular day in 2014. It was a Sunday. It might have been a normal one. Boring, inconsequential. But it wasn't. And it became one of the biggest days in Reddit's history. Several A-list stars are the target of what appears to be one of the biggest celebrity hacking leaks. Hackers broke into their accounts, stole nude pictures, and then leaked them onto the internet. Online posts claim more than 100 celebrities are part of the illicit cache. Massive invasion of privacy for some big stars, including Jennifer Lawrence and Kate Upton. As soon as you hear something, you start seeing it everywhere, and then that kind of snowballed. And I was on Reddit at the time, so I definitely saw the post, and it was just like, oh my God, this is such a scandal. On the 31st of August, 2014, something happened on the social media website, Reddit. It started off small, but pretty quickly picked up speed and mass. The world's eyes were fixed on the website and fixed on Hollywood. It was unprecedented and kind of gross, but it was one of those things where you couldn't stop staring. I have two things to say. One is I didn't know what fappening was. I didn't actually know what to fap was. It would raise questions about women, celebrity culture, censorship, and privacy. Deep underground networks of hackers are all over the internet. It would shake Reddit to its very core and eventually have a hand in the company's first ever female CEO leaving in a tidal wave of controversy. I feel like every time there's some big scandal going on, Reddit is 100% a contributor and an antagonist to it. This is .com, Reddit land. Episode three, The Fappening. Hi. Arisha, hi, how do you do? It's a Monday afternoon when I get Arisha on the phone. It's 8 a.m. for her when we chat because she lives in L.A. and California. Poor gal hasn't even had breakfast yet. What's going on in Los Angeles these days? Are you sliding down a mountaintop in a mudslide or are you, <laughs> are you being crisped in a forest fire? <laughs> it truly is just a grab bag of chaos. I'm really excited to meet her because I already kind of know her. And you might too. 
Arisha Skidmore-Williams is her name, and she's a podcaster. She hosts two different ones. So our daily podcast, Rich and Daily, we talk about the pop culture news of the day, what's headlining the news right now. And then Even the Rich, we cover celebrities' lives. We dive deep into them, pull back the curtain a little bit more than what you see on the headlines. See, Arisha's the gossip queen, and she's all over Reddit. I got into Reddit either from, it was my brother or a friend of mine. And both of them are techie guys, and I always thought Reddit was skewed more for their kind of entertainment. And they would just keep referencing Reddit, and it was just kind of like, okay, what are they talking about? And so I eventually checked out this website, and (laughs) I lost in the Reddit hole at that point. I value Reddit opinion sometimes, I think, too much. So, like, if something's wrong with me or, I, like, I feel sick or I'm trying to figure out how to do something or what to get, I'll go to Reddit and trust strangers who I don't know at all who could just be making stuff up. But for the most part, I mean, there's something for everyone, right? Like, I watched Smallville, which is a show that was about a teenage Clark Kent, and there's a subreddit for it. And I think it's just, it's a great place to find a very niche community if you have one. Can I check what your Reddit handle is and what the spelling is? My brother, <laughs> this is such a stupid story. I hooked up with his friend, his best friend, and I posted about it on Reddit and he found it. And he like said something to me and I was like, oh my God. So I had to make a new handle and not post about my hookups. See, we all do it. If it's not nude pictures, it's blabbing about your sex life. It is. Shame on me. Okay, so my handle is actually a reference to Smallville, um, a quote in Smallville. It's cry havoc and let slip. Ha! Remember that subreddits or subs are just specific pages dedicated to certain things. And there are almost 3 million different ones. And Arisha's favorite sub is where did the soda go? Huh? Infomercials will sometimes be absolutely ridiculous where... It's like an advertisement for something as simple as like a cup. And it'll show somebody like trying to drink in such a ridiculous fashion or opening a cabinet and things fall out onto them. And it's it's just those those gifts. And I, I think it's so funny. It's very entertaining. Wow. Talk about niche. But one of the main things she uses Reddit for is news. When Bob Saget died, the first thing I did when I heard the news was go to Reddit to see what people were saying. It's kind of like my amateur news source, I guess. So it's almost like Reddit is the news behind the news. Yeah, yeah. And I just almost maybe unhealthily, I'll just consume the comments. I mean, you know, people, there's always inside jokes on Reddit. I mean, that's, some are very funny if you're a part of them. The ones you don't understand, you just scroll through. But I'm always, people always have things to say. And sometimes it's a guy who used to be someone's assistant or sat next to somebody on a plane. And so I just go there for those kinds of anecdotes that almost always come out when somebody passes. Oh, so that's interesting. So if somebody dies or there's a mystery or there's some scandal in the news, the idea is you can go to Reddit and invariably there'll be somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who has a little bit of the scuttlebutt. Yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like, at least to me. 
So it's not totally shocking that she was one of the first to hear on some random Sunday in August about eight years ago when a certain corner of Reddit began to make a lot of noise. Essentially what happened was a creep. He hacked into the clouds of a lot of celebrities. Celebrities like Jennifer Lawrence, Ariana Grande, Kate Upton, and released photos. There was also, past the photos, he released emails, phone numbers, things that are all on our phones. And if you think about your phone, you're just like, this is literally my life. So yeah, so he released them. I believe it was originally posted on 4chan, which I think of as kind of the drugs of the internet. And very soon after, like a lot of things on 4chan, it ended up on Reddit. And that just kind of snowballed. So this is huge. Some hacker's gotten hold of hundreds of nude photos and has posted them online on 4chan, which, like Reddit, is an anonymous site where you can post comments and photos. And here's the thing. It's not just one or two or even 10 people who are hacked. It's over 100 people, mainly women, pretty much all famous. A-listers like Jennifer Lawrence, Ariana Grande, Rihanna, Kirsten Dunst, Cara Delevingne. Celebs lower down the pecking order also come in the firing line, like gymnast Michaela Maroney. Then something happens. Someone sees the photos on 4chan and decides to bring the party to Reddit. The way that I kind of saw it was these guys, I always assume they live in their mother's basements, a bunch of neckbeards, as people call Redditors sometimes. We're just like, dude, I know how to hack into Apple. Like, from what I remember, it was pretty easy. They probably knew computers a little bit more than the average person, and they were able to hack in, and it was like, I'm sure it's a fun idea. I don't imagine they went into it being like, let's see if they have nude photos. It was probably let's just hack into this phone. I would be lying if I said I wouldn't want to do that. That would be so fun to hack into like Ryan Gosling's phone and see what he's doing because I love Ryan Gosling, aware that that is completely inappropriate and I would never do it. But I imagine that's kind of what they were thinking. And then they ended up on this landmine of these photos and it just probably snowballed into the disaster that it became. Within minutes, a subreddit is created, a centralized place where all the photos are collated and disseminated. And this sub is called The Fappening. <laughs> oh, God. Um, it's actually kind of crass. Uh, it's a portmanteau of fapping, which is masturbating. I think it generally applies to people with penises, but it's the idea of masturbating and then it's added to the movie The Happening. Did you ever see that movie, The Happening? Well, I wouldn't exactly recommend it, but it came out in 2008 and is about an unexplained natural disaster that's making people kill themselves left, right, and center. It's pretty much your classic crappy end-of-the-world apocalyptic movie made slightly better by Zoe Deschanel, but not by much. Fap. Plus happening equals the fappening. Sharma. Have you ever seen a video of cells dividing? It's mad and kind of beautiful, but mostly it's just the speed and the number that gets me. It starts off with one cell, then suddenly there are two, then four, eight, now 16. And before you know it, your screen is taken over by tiny bubbling cells. And that's what happened with the sub, the fappening. It's out of control. From that initial seed sub, more and more start cropping up to help spread the word. Pop, there's one. Pop, another one. Pop, 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 pop. 
all sharing these stolen nudes. And nobody can believe their eyes. When the photos were on 4chan, people didn't really notice. But Reddit, a much bigger fish. A spokesperson for Hunger Games star Jennifer Lawrence calling it a flagrant, flagrant violation, violation of, of privacy. privacy. The sub, The Fappening, will eventually get an estimated quarter of a billion page views. And in just 25 hours, 100,000 people have subscribed to it, which makes it the fastest growing sub of all time. Celebgate, people are calling it. Here's Arisha again. To us, they were just like one step removed from reality. You know, we see them on our, on these huge movie screens, jumping across a bridge. And it's like, that that's not real. These people aren't real. Like, I think we forget that they're really people behind these characters that they play. And the rest of the world is watching on aghast. I'm ashamed to admit it. I looked for the photos because I was curious, you know, what do these celebrities look like? I myself had a very unhealthy body image at the time, and so it was just kind of, I want to see what these celebrities look like. Hollywood is on fire. Lawyers emerge in their dozens. Ariana Grande's lawyer says the photos of her are fake, and so does Michaela Maroney's. But Jennifer Lawrence and Kate Upton take a different tack. Yes, they're real, they say. We're not going to lie. But what the actual heck? It was like being gang-banged by the entire fucking planet, Jennifer will later say in a Vanity Fair interview. Celebs take to Twitter to shout their support. Seth Rogen, Emma Watson, shame on you hackers and shame on you Reddit. We're humans, not meat. Now the FBI's on the job, whether they catch the bad guys or not. These women are the ones that took the naked pictures. It's their fault. They should have known that if it gets uploaded to the cloud, then of course people are gonna hack into it and they're gonna obtain it. Can we criminalize this in a way that actually has some teeth to it that would prevent this from happening? Slash, can we ever catch any hacker in the world? Yeah, and the answer I was gonna say is, is that probably, probably yeah. not. It's a tangled mess. And then something happens that adds a whole lot more confusion to the fray. You know Lena Dunham from that TV show Girls? Well, she wasn't implicated in the hack per se, but she waded into the discussion with this one particular tweet she made. Something about like every time you look at these photos, you're violating these celebrities. Like even if you're not the one that shared them, by looking at them, you're violating them. And that was when I was like, oh, you're not wrong here. Hang on. I thought the hackers were at fault here. They're the ones who stole the photos. And Reddit, what about Reddit? They brought them to the world. And now you're saying we're culpable too, just for looking at them? We all became these voyeurs and it was incredibly inappropriate looking back now. The posts were, they were there. It was just, you click on it and all of a sudden you're seeing Jennifer Lawrence with no clothes on. It was kind of like, well, the damage is already done. Like, the picture's already out. Like, who am I harming here? And it's like, oh, no, you're harming. You're being very harmful right now. I feel like a lot of people, at least in the American culture, have this idea that celebrities owe us something almost, where it's like, you're a performer, I need to be entertained. And that was kind of the beginning of me thinking about it from their perspective and not from the perspective of, this is just somebody I see on TV. They're almost removed from being 
Joe Schmo to me. Isn't that interesting? It's like a slippery slope because, you know, you're just thinking, well, I'll just have a little look. And after all, I do want to be part of the conversation, the cultural conversation. And, oh, people are talking about that Kim Kardashian sex tape. I'd be remiss Mm -hmm. in my role Mm -hmm. as a commentator on the culture if I didn't have a look at that. And then before you know it, like you say, you're a giant perv along with everybody else. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think that... I feel like that happens a lot, like where we we justify, like we justify to ourselves. And just because it's there doesn't mean that we should be consuming it. It's these celebrities trying to live their lives and things happen and we just blow them up because, again, we forget that they're people just like us. Like we've all had relationships that have failed and we don't get the 10th degree told that we're a bad person. Why would we dress like that? I mean, it's terrible. I think it's changing out here. And I don't even know if I answered your question. I got off on such a tangent. I'm so (laughs) angry about some things. So, who's to blame here? Suddenly, in one tweet, the whole conversation's been turned upside down. But what about the 100,000 Redditors who subscribe to the sub and help spread this thing along? Who are they? And why are they doing this? I will never forget it. I believe it was like a a Saturday or a Sunday. I was living in Lexington, Kentucky at the time. This is Fernando. Remember him? The CNN reporter with the excellent name. My name is Fernando Alfonso III. By the time of the leaks in 2014, Fernando's been in the Reddit metaverse for a while. He's still at the newspaper The Daily Dot, where he's now been promoted to art director and keeps an eye on 4chan and Reddit. And it's on that Sunday in late August that he notices something. A lot of noise coming from a thread on this website, 4chan. So I was looking through it and lo and behold, it was all these like nude photographs and and things from, you know, these A-list celebrities, B-list celebrities as well. And what quickly became apparent is that their celebrities had had their photos like hacked essentially. And... Quickly from there, you saw the photos uh, and and the hack start to proliferate on places like Reddit, where it just grew like wildfire, you know, took off like wildfire, essentially. It was really intense to kind of see the the speed at, at which this took off. The guy who created the sub, The Fappening, would later identify himself as John Meniz or user John S. McJohn. But here's the thing. He wasn't the only Redditor who made this become so huge. There was an entire invisible army of subscribers behind him, clicking, sharing, clicking, sharing. And that's why I'm back chatting with Fernando. He spoke with one of those guys at the eye of the sharing frenzy. Fernando calls him Bill, but that's not his real name. I asked Fernando if Bill said anything about his motivations. Why? Why did he think it was okay to send these photos around, knowing full well they were stolen? You know, I mean, I think, (laughs) you know, with a lot of Redditors, they're not the most eloquent type of people. Um, When asked why he did it, uh, I think he said it was just something that he wanted to do. I think you can kind of infer as much as you'd like to in terms of why someone would create a forum for featuring leaked photos of celebrities in the nude. I think the listeners can draw their own conclusions there. Gotcha. So a tick in the creep box there. But Fernando goes on. One of the other nuanced things to Reddit is this pursuit of karma, right? So these are these internet points that people can earn on the site. And 
It is interesting because I think in the early days of Reddit uh, and the internet for that matter, these points meant nothing, right? Like getting a thousand likes or a thousand retweets or a thousand shares or what have you on any social platform. What, what did that mean? So I think that the reason why someone like Bill and others go on to this community and they start posting content and they start, you know, and they create communities like this is because it helps to build up that those imaginary internet points. So this is really interesting and makes the whole thing kind of creepier. You remember Karma, Reddit's virtual point system? Sounds pointless to you or me, maybe, but over the years we've seen that actually, karma can be a huge deal. Just look at Rob, AKA Gallo Boob. At one point, he had more karma than anyone in the world. And soon the job offers from places like Lad Bible were flooding in. So Fernando says, maybe that had a role to play, the desire for reputation and a pat on the back. A desire so strong, you don't care who you jump all over to get there. A few days after the hack, The Independent does an interview with one of the hackers who doesn't give their name. They say they were disappointed by the lack of money they made from the hack. They really didn't get close to what they were hoping. And then they go on and call themselves a collector, not a hacker. When I mention this to Arisha, she's got no time for it. No, you can't, you're collecting things without consent and you're collecting things that aren't out to be collected. It's, I mean, it's like, you know, a colonizer coming and taking the art of a colony that they've colonized and saying, I'm collecting this. It's like, no, you've stolen it. That's not the same as collecting. And the guy who created the sub clearly doesn't feel bad at all. He'd eventually go on to do an AMA. In the Reddit world, that stands for Ask Me Anything, which is just basically a Q&A. It gets over a thousand comments from adoring fans. So back to what Fernando said, if not for the money, then all this is for karma, really? If that's true, it suggests the power of the group, hive mentality, can be more menacing than we think. I'm back chatting with Amelia. Remember her? Our Reddit reporter who lives in London. In Reddit in general, you're only as much as your last comment. The words that you've just said are who you are. Amelia was also watching this all very closely. So we're chatting about the fappening. I mean, it was horrible. Dark, dark story. When she makes this comment. Even the most rampant misogynist can see that this is incredibly problematic thing to do. Even the most rampant misogynist can see that this was a problematic thing to do. And then she goes on to say, So there was actually debates within the community, which I think is something that's often missed in these stories. And I find this really interesting. Debates within the community. I'm trying to get inside the head of the Redditors behind this. And this has pricked up my ears. It's a few days into the madness, and according to Amelia, the Redditors who subscribe to the fappening, the ones helping to spread these photos, start muttering amongst themselves. Is this okay, they begin to wonder? Should we be doing this? And at some point, someone, somewhere, 
makes a totally bizarre suggestion. Hey guys, they say, we know, we've not been that great. I guess we've ruffled some feathers, so why don't we make amends? Let's do something really great, super virtuous to show Jayla and Rihanna that eh, we're actually nice guys and we're sorry. That's not a direct quote. So this is what they do. These Redditors start donating money to charity in the celebrities' names in their thousands, thousands of dollars in the name of Jennifer Lawrence, Rihanna, Kate Upton, and others weave their way to water.org. And the Prostate Cancer Foundation receives $6,000 in just 24 hours. And therefore, somehow that negates the fact that we have, um, you know, non-consensually looked at their nudes and kind of abused their right to privacy. I mean, it's just nonsense, obviously. Um, And a lot of these charities refused donations, even though they were thousands and thousands of dollars. And Amelia's right. They refused the money. No thanks, Reddit, they said. We're not playing your sick little game. I'm so intrigued by this. It's totally bizarre. It's a twisted sort of self-policing, a self-righteousness, an unwillingness to play by the rules of the world, and a morality that drips in insincerity. We're gonna come back to that in a quick minute and turn our attention to San Francisco, where the Reddit admin are pricking up their ears and puzzling over what to do after these short ads. at me whistling in a jaunty fashion. I wish I could whistle this well. Hello, my friend Tom and I... Hi, guys, I'm Tom. Yeah, he's Tom. ...have this amazing history podcast. It's called We Didn't Start the Fire, and it's the only podcast started by Billy Joel. And Katie, without being boastful, it really is the most original, fascinating, and random way to learn the story of the 20th century. I think that's being boastful. We go from Maryland to the Mafia, from the Beatles to bombs. Yeah, it's politics, rock and roll, sport, television, the space race, and we're joined by some pretty incredible guests. I only wrote stuff that I wanted to hear. If it turned out to be a hit, it was pure dumb luck. With me, Katie Puckridge. And me, Tom Fornice. This is We Didn't Start the Fire, the only podcast started by me, Billy Joel. Search for We Didn't Start the Fire and subscribe now. You're listening to .com. Welcome back. We're talking about the fappening, where back in 2014, about 100 celebs, including Jennifer Lawrence and Rihanna, had their iClouds hacked and nude photos spread all over Reddit. I've been thinking about this question of morality on Reddit, because that thing with the charity donation has really kind of shook me. And nobody's better to speak to about this than Amelia. One thing that's kind of interesting is that one of the biggest or at least most talked about subreddits of the last year or so is um, Am I the Asshole? Did you get that? Am I the Asshole? They tell each other about scenarios in their lives and ask each other to judge whether they've behaved correctly or incorrectly, um, which I think is the quite an ironic end result for this website that's had this reputation where people say the worst things. And I think it shows how much it's diversified and developed. That the, like now a huge forum is about, am I a dick? Hmm, that's interesting. Maybe that arose because of the fappening, um, that sometimes people are reckoning with their own kind of moral discrepancies and they start asking these questions about their own behavior. 
Okay, so let's have a look at this. Am I the asshole? Just navigating. Uh, okay, here I am. Am I the asshole Reddit? Wow, so this uh, forum has 3.5 million subscribers. Uh, am I the asshole? Let's have a little look at some sample queries. Am I the asshole? I ate an entire cake by myself in a single day. Well, I... <laughs> easily done. Uh, and in the comments section, people respond. Boy, howdy, do they respond. There are whole discussions here about if this person's an asshole for making their brother move out, or if that person's an asshole for not inviting my sister to my wedding. And it turns out this sister is a half-sister they've never met and seem to have a grudge against. It is a long post. And there are even longer responses. Categorically, NTA, which I guess means not the asshole. Your wedding, your day. Dad needs to get over himself, but sounds selfish. Someone else comes back with, your attitude towards your half-sister is a little unfair. They really get into it. Am I the asshole has really captured my imagination. So I roped in my producer, Anna, to have a little discussion group about it. Hello, Anna. Hello. Right, Katie, I've got a question for you. So, I mean, we have now done, this is our ninth episode of the dot-com series. Mm. And of all of the things that are out there on the internet, of all of the weird niches we've looked at, Am I the Asshole has been the thing that apparently has tickled your pickle more than anything else. You've asked me a number of times whether we can look at it. Yeah. Why was that? What is it about this particular sub that you've just loved? Well, the thing that really intrigued me was the fact that because the internet, and particularly Reddit, is such a cynical place, and it's a place where irony thrives and everything's for the lols, Am I the Asshole seems like a place where there is a little bit of unmitigated sincerity, uh, where people are interrogating their motives and laying mm. themselves bare, because my goodness, this is a forum where people are even more defensive than human beings are programmed mm. to be. So the idea that people are dropping their guard and they are kind of crowdsourcing judgment to millions of strangers potentially and saying, look, I did this thing. I don't know if it was the right thing. And I find that quite charming. Do you reckon, though, that a lot of people just see this as a creative writing exercise more than something to be taken seriously? Well, there's two thoughts I have to that question you've posed. Number one, I think a lot of the am I the asshole queries are kind of too basic and boring to be made up. Like, they just seem real in that way. And then the other answer I have for you is it doesn't matter if they're real or not because... The responses are real. The questions are kind of timeless and universal and will apply to somebody out there, certainly. So it doesn't even matter if it's a hoax because what everybody brings to it is authentic. Hmm. So, morals. How we treat others and the ways we make amends. And during the fappening, those were the conversations happening on the ground within the Reddit community itself. But I've got a question. What about Reddit the company? Reddit the admin? Back in the episode about GameStop, we saw Reddit the company jump on the back of its community's actions. 
Remember that Super Bowl ad? Powerful things happen when people rally around something they really care about. Apparently, Reddit blew its entire marketing budget on that five-second ad. They loved what their Wall Street bet sub was up to. It was a great PR opportunity for them. Hey, everyone, look, we're all about community and giving power to the little guy was the vibe. So they hopped on board. But in the case of the fappening, whole different ballgame. And Reddit's admin in San Francisco weren't sure what to do. And so for a couple days, they do, well, not much. People are calling on them to act, but they're saying, well, why should we? It's improper, sure, but what's the crime? And then everything changes. Remember the name Michaela Maroney, the gymnast? She was one of the celebs who said the photos of her were fake? Well, turns out they weren't fake. Her lawyers say so. And the problem was she was underage when those pictures were snapped. So suddenly, this isn't just a question of privacy, theft, and general perviness. We're now talking about child pornography. And that's when, after six days of dithering, the Reddit admin finally weighed into the fray, and the manic, creepy banquet grinds to a halt. Michaela Maroney's statement has made them realize that, actually, this isn't a poo-poo platter for their indelicate consumption. The fappening subreddit is banned. Here's Arisha again. I feel like they always try to toe the line where it's like, we don't, we very much want to be an independent site where you can do whatever you want, but also there comes a cost where it's like, we shouldn't be able to do everything we want at the end of the day. This is not, you know, a lot of people, especially in America, like to throw around free speech. Like I can say whatever I want. And it's like, okay, but the caveat to that is, you can't, like, say whatever you want, but there, depending on what you say, there are consequences. And that's, people forget that. And I feel like with Reddit, people get away with saying a lot of things, and it takes them too long to shut that kind of thing down. And there is a responsibility to stop that. And I feel like Reddit, in general, it's gotten better, for sure. Um, but with the fappening, that was a time when it took, in my opinion, too long for them to step in and say, Nope, this is not good. We're not gonna we're not gonna perpetuate this. We're not gonna contribute to it. And I think that the fappening got as big as it did because of Reddit in huge part. So Arisha thinks Reddit's got a lot to answer for. In fact, she says, they made it worse. Is that true? Has Reddit been an engine on steroids, powering and accelerating this leak in a way that could never have happened otherwise? Or is it just the vehicle for a driver who'd be going that way anyway? A mirror held up to society that's already flawed, with or without its input. Here's Fernando again. Reddit has really always prided itself on being the mirror that it holds up to society, right? That society has a lot of imperfections and messiness and destruction and violence, but there's so much good there as well, right? So they wanted the best and the worst of society. Like they felt that the moderation tools and the terms of service would again, give them enough coverage to make Reddit a a hospitable enough place for people. And that if people wanted to see that kind of content that was like very controversial, you could subscribe to those communities and see it, or you could uh, block those communities and never see it. 
I've got another question about this whole thing, and it's a much bigger one. What do we think about censorship? Is that the answer? Because Reddit finally shut this group down, sure, but not before the photos could spread like naked wildfire. These photos are still out there, Fernando tells me, so banning isn't much of a barrier at all to the hardcore collectors. They just took their goods to a different market. And that's exactly what happens, yes. They change the name, they maybe even make the subreddit private. A lot of these diehard, like, original Redditors um, who really engage and share a lot of this controversial, you know, destructive content, they've taken things to other sites. For Reddit's perspective, great, they're off our platform, you know? They're not our problem anymore, right? But what does that mean, like, societally, right? Because at least under Reddit, there was still an adult in the room. You know, now that these bad actors have their own websites, their own hosting, nobody can police them, essentially, you know, unless it's like, you know, law enforcement because they're engaged in something illegal, you know, outright illegal. So it's it's, it's very interesting. These celebrities, they're going to be violated for the rest of their lives in a way. And I think that that's just a really unfair thing because the, the people that, you know, were responsible for the hacking, they get to go back to their lives, whatever their lives are going to be. But the people who were violated, Jennifer Lawrence, Ariana Grande, like their lives are forever going to be out there like this. And that's just, that seems very unfair to me. And also, who are we trusting with these decisions around censoring? Because Amelia made a really good point. I think that a lot of people who believe in free speech above all else would see it as a bad thing. And I certainly think that we should be wary about the amount of power that we put in uh, the hands of tech bros to censor us and limit what we can talk about. A culture of outrage about can you believe this exists um, doesn't, you know, we need to think about the repercussions when we shed light on things because, again, if you're inviting someone like Mark Zuckerberg to have more power over kind of what we say and do, I just don't think that that's ultimately a good thing. So where the heck can we turn? Can the fappening show us anything about how to deal with the dark sides of humanity? There are a lot of moderators on Reddit who obviously dedicate their entire lives to keeping their subreddits um, just clean and pleasant and nice and, and deal with a lot of abuse in, in their messages because of that. But they're doing a, a good job at that kind of self-moderation and community-based self-censorship upon rules that the community as a whole have agreed on and hold each other to account by reporting people that break the rules. So maybe that's the answer more than demanding that a CEO somewhere just deletes everything. And Fernando thinks there's a more fundamental reason we shouldn't always favor censoring. The novelty uh, of the internet today is you, you have to have essentially the good with the bad, right? I think that the Black Lives Matter uh, protests and, and all that, that has come from all that. You know, some folks will see these videos of these black men being killed as being too violent to be on the internet, right? That people shouldn't be exposed to this horrific level of violence. And other folks, and I fall into this camp, would argue you want people to be able to see this information. You want people to see the world uh, unadulterated and uncensored, you know, you you want it because that is real. Obviously, when we're talking about stolen, hacked, private photos, that's never okay. The fappening was awful and should never happen again. 
that's not a real side of the world that we're entitled to see. But it's interesting to think about the type of world we're building for ourselves with each brick of censorship we lay down for sure. How much do we want to shield ourselves from the bad? And who are we trusting with those decisions? Businessmen? Moneymakers? Reddit is a curious place that reflects the good and the bad, all of it. But it's a fine balance, because as we saw with the fappening, can that reflection morph into something more malign so that it's no longer a mirror of society, but a fire starter? Next time on .com Reddit land. I think I would feel crazy. I really don't want to think about how I'd feel if I didn't have these online people that share my experiences. Reddit is the last bastion of communities online, I'm told. Home of the niche. But where are they? In our next episode, I'm digging into the weirder, kookier sides of the site, where Reddit provides a haven for the friskily freaky and deeply strange. .com is a Crowd Network original and is presented by me, Katie Puckrick. It's written and produced by Anna Stauffenberg and is edited by Crawford Blair. The music we use is from our partners, BMG Production Music. And if you want another Crowd podcast to listen to, might I recommend one that will put a little bit of jut in your strut? It's called We Didn't Start the Fire, and it is a history podcast based on the hit song by Billy Joel, who, as it turns out, is only the best history teacher I've ever had in my live long life. We talk to historians, mega fans, and eyewitnesses to the most incredible stories from the post-war period. And some of my favorites have been Jonathan Ross talking about Marlon Brando. Oh, and then there was the history man himself, Dan Snow, talking about the Vietnam War, and Brigitte Bardot with the wonderful Carolina Donahue. So why don't you investigate? Search for We Didn't Start the Fire in your podcast app. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. <laughs>